What's up, cheeseheads? Before we get into today's podcast, we wanted to tell you about what Ethan and I have been up to in 2022. Something very exciting. It's a new product that we have launched for employee engagement called the Pool Boys. E, tell them what's up. That's right. So right here, as you can see, the Pool Boys, what we want to do is create an awesome environment for your office pools. So we're going to come in, we're going to run everything for small business owners, large business owners, basically business owners, where we want to come in, provide an awesome red carpet experience where we up the engagement, up the fun by running your office pools, whether it be March Madness, we got some fun fall offerings, whether it be college football pick'em, NFL pick'em, Survivor, we got you covered no matter what the pool is, we are your boys for it. So let's get going. That's right. This is an employee engagement play. If you're having any trouble at all with retention or engagement or even internal communication, let the pool boys take a look and show you some of the products that we can offer. We shoot customized videos with these handsome fellas and we send them to your team and we talk trash about your people. It's so much fun. I got (laughs) to tell you. We build you up too. Don't worry. It's not just trash, but there is a lot of trash. There is some trash. All right, guys, check us out at www.thepoolboys.net and we're going to get into the episode now. Welcome into Fold in the Cheese, folks. It's your boys, K Troll and Ethan Gelfand, back on the mic today. Episode two, season two. Let's get after it. How's it going, E? What's happening? Doing good, man. Season two, part two. So I think obviously it's the last time we'll be able to see that. Two and two. But, you know, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Double deuce. Double the deuce. <laughs> yes. What's happening so, up in Grand Rapids today? Is it overcast? You get some snow? I mean, it's it's August. It's about time for the snow to come back, the right? The snow is forecasted for later in the week, even yeah. though we're towards the end of the week anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no, as you can see, it's a lovely gray day. Lovely. Yep. You get this natural light just kind Not of... Not a lot of natural light coming in pouring there. Pouring in. Um, so no, actually, I just wanted to be more intimate today. So I, I've, I've drawn the shades, turned off mm-hmm. the lights. I have a little fire going. You can't see it. It's a little yep. fireside chat today for the podcast, so... Yeah, enjoy. enjoy. Have you got your corn cob pipe uh, ready to go as well? Uh, it's actually just something that blows bubbles. So yes. Okay. Is so my smoker's jacket, Pikachu, or or whoever that is, shirt. Yep. Rocket man. Actually, this is a throwback to Addison's third birthday party. First of all, uh, it was honestly probably one of the best like birthday parties I've thrown for her because I put in so much. <laughs> Oh my God, way too much work for this party for a three-year-old. Uh, so here was my idea. It's like, okay, I'm going to buy a crap ton of ping pong balls and paint them, you know, the top half red and then obviously the bottom half's white, you know, for the little pokeballs. Yep. And like literally a hundred or so. And then I uh, obviously bought the shirt, got to. But then, so then uh, we invite all our friends and then throughout the front and backyard, I had printed out, you know, pokemon and put them on label stakes and so the goal was they they find so it's kind of like an easter egg hunt so you got to find yeah. the pokeballs first all around the yard and stuff and then when you get them you throw them at the little uh you know the staked pokemon so first of Pretty all brilliant so i put on a lot of work for this party here's the bad part two friends came <laughs> two no. friends. So, i mean you're three years old she doesn't know any better. It's like, oh my god, this is still the coolest. There's Eli and there's Rory. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best. What a great party. Uh, so it's still fun. Uh, again, way too much time and effort put in. It looked spectacular. Uh, so yes, it was a good time. Three that was a state day. college party. Back in state college, yes. Yeah, state college parties. They know how to throw down at the old, at the old. Uh, where is it? Old Double Port Tree Ma- Place, Port Matilda. Port, Port Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. Look at that. I've been to one of those throw throwdowns. I was gonna say you you made your mark on one of those throwdowns. Yeah, I usually <laughs> do. I usually do. Always, one way or another, you're making a mark. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I today am in honor of one of the divisions we'll be covering today. I am rocking this throwback Warwick Dunn. I'm gonna say I couldn't Falcons see jersey. Two eight. I was like, is that yep. is that old Warwick? That is a work done. This was one of those. um, I think I bought this in college when he was still playing. And this is one of those where I bought it and then he retired kind of things. You know, I talked (laughs) about on the last episode. And uh, I think I got on like eBay or somewhere. And I was like, I don't know what's going to show up here. I spent like $25 (laughs) on a jersey, which is way too low. And lo and behold, it showed up. And just like the Tom Brady jersey you got from uh, Undisclosed Location, 
this thing is legit. This right? is, this might as well, it might be a game worn jersey. I don't know. Actually, Warwick Dunn just he's probably now just delivering things for Amazon anyway. So he's like, here, this is mine. It's yours now. Yeah, I, yeah. He it. probably it was probably him selling it on eBay for twenty five bucks. And I was like. I'll take it, Mr. Dunn. I'll take it. Actually, I just envision him and Mike Allstott just having houses right next to each other and then just like living ha- living happily together. Wait, no, shoot. I'm mixing that up. Allstott was a Buccaneer. Yeah, he was the Bucks. Wait, who was Allstott's running mate at the Bucks? <laughs> it was Allstott. He I ran know, the ball. He had another guy. Warwick Dunn did go to the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was him. Him and Allstott. Okay, I'm not crazy. They played together at the same time. So anyway, I just envision them having houses together. There's always being buddies. They might be. Okay. They might be. Really quick side story. I apologize. But so <laughs> we t- we're trying to find a, a family TV show to watch. And so a few weeks ago or a month or so ago, we was like, oh, you know what? Let's watch The Amazing Race. Because I remember watching that when I was in like high school. My mom and I flirted with the idea of applying to be on the show, which would have been amazing for TV. Uh, I see what you did there. Amazing. I actually had no, no meaning to do that, but. I'm just that good, naturally. Uh, so anyway, flash forward to now, like we need a good family show to watch. And so like, oh, let's try The Amazing Race. So we watched one season. Spectacular. It was really fun. The kids really got into it. You know, you, you latch on to a team. It's like, oh, they got eliminated. Okay, who's my new team? And so it was really fun. Uh, so we decided to watch a second season. So we just started. And keep in mind, we're not going in order. So we're, we're, we're doing one that's actually pretty recent. And so one of the teams is freaking uh, D'Angelo Williams. Oh, man. And I don't know. This is sad. I don't know his partner. It's another player on the Panthers at the time. Gary, it was like a backup tight end. Gary something. This is really bad. Williams. Not not Olsen. Not Olsen. <laughs> Gary not Olsen, the lesser Gary. of the G Olsons. <laughs> so anyway, it's just hilarious that it's these two NFL guys in the amazing race. And they're actually so Brady actually chose that team first because we all pick a team at the beginning. Your son so Brady. I picked, yeah, I picked not, this other not team. Thomas Brady. Thomas, yes. Uh, so he picked them. And then I picked another squad, but my squad was doing well. I was like, Dad, can we trade teams? I'm like, fine. I'll take the NFL. I'm just giving. And now they're leading. So now they're leading. Out. He got impatient. You know where I thought that story was going to go is no. I thought you were going to find out that your mom actually did do the amazing race but it was without one of your best friends. And she claimed it was her son. <laughs> it was like your mom and Jonah. And she's like, This is my son, Jonah. <laughs> like, Oh, mom. And they win the million dollars. <laughs> they, won a mil- they won a milli. And Jonah gambled it all away. And <laughs> your mom's not. Mike White. Uh, she said that it. Yeah. The Mike White yep. train. That's where I thought we were going with that. But um, that was entertaining as well. Roundabout way to talk twist. about D'Angelo Williams, who was a fantasy all-star for a couple of years there. I mean, he I rode him to a championship when he was with the Steelers, man. So that's why I had to go with him. I remember that year. I remember that year. He that's was like year. 35. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> Didn't matter. All right, we've got an action-packed, another action-packed episode today. We're going to cover two more divisions. This time we're going to do the inverse of what we did last time. So we're going to do the AFC North and the yep. NFC South, which I believe will be much more competitive races Slightly. than than the last ones we covered. Um, so let's jump right in. Let's jump right let's in. The AFC it. North. Woo! We got them bangles. Look at, look at that orange. Look at that orange. Look so wow, we got orange. our Super Bowl runner-up here, the mighty bangles. I mean, so we look at it here. The big addition... Big addition, I guess, Hayden Hurst <laughs> over CJ Uzoma. Uzoma went to the Jets, right? Is that like yeah. when we do the Jets, is that going to be their key addition? One of their Absolutely. key additions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they didn't really lose anything, but as, as Kemper put in the slide, they still have some big boys there. <laughs> That's all you need. You get That's Tamar. All you need. Yeah. I mean, he's he's potentially number one receiver this year. And you think? He's I mean, potentially. He's in the conversation. Debate. For That's sure. It's definitely a good debate. I've heard his name mixed in with three or four other guys as any one of these guys could finish number one. And I don't disagree. No. And uh, Burrow total stud, just that he's a gamer. He's a freaking ice water in his veins. Love the guy. So, it's, I mean, there's nothing else to say about him. Really. They finished no. last year, 10 and seven first in the North, obviously made the playoffs and made that big run. Had to come through Nashville. That was really sad. <laughs> but um, I started rooting for him by the end because I, I love Burrow and Chase. I just, yeah. I don't know how you well, couldn't. I mean, even when you're first watching that Raiders playoff game, it's just it was so tall. First of all, the Bengals look like they should have blown them out the water. And then they, yep. they kept it close for whatever reason. And so they finally win. You know, they get off that hump of finally getting that what would have been 100 years without a playoff win. Uh, 
100 anyway infinity years yeah whatever infinity and so then you know they go into tennessee again i apologize we'll kind of wipe that from your memory but then after that game you're kind of like okay i would like to see this team kind of go as far as they can just because it's it's a weird cast of characters i mean you got burrow who's just like one of the i don't know the uh the swaggiest bros out there you got jamar chase who couldn't catch a ball in preseason uh, allegedly yeah. <laughs> there are no stripes and, on the ball i can't see it no stripes what do i do so yeah i mean they were it was just kind of the playoffs were fun for because of them just to see like how far they could go and just like again i apologize for the, the word choice the titans they had to knock off between tennessee and like kansas city like that's an impressive run and then to even have a shot against a stacked rams team was that was a great run It'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do this year as kind of their follow-up. Yep. I think the surprise last year was their defense that started to come on toward the second half of the season yeah. and came on in the uh, in the playoffs Trey big Hendrickson, time. Man. Jesse Bates, Wake Forest, safety, all pro. I mean, the guy was a stud. Yeah, their their defense was got to be pretty nasty. Hendrickson was a menace up front, and then you had you had the backfield as well, the secondary. Yeah. Um they had, they had a good little defense there, and, and I think they're they're gonna expand on that too. We don't highlight defensive players as key additions or anything. I, haven't even look, I didn't even look and see what they what they did in the offseason. But, um, yeah, for fantasy, it doesn't mean a whole lot. And we don't even play with defenses in our league. So, <laughs> no, it's garbage. It's Get garbage. out of here. Uh, well, real quick fun fact about Joey B. This offseason, uh, he had his pendi- appendix removed. So, he has not been practicing. I saw that. He's going to be lighter right. on his feet. Yeah, I saw He's that. He's going to be so much lighter. No appendix holding him back. And anymore. you don't have to worry about appendicitis during the season. It's one Ever. less ailment to worry about. I mean, I think honestly, it's smart. I think every NFL player should just go ahead and knock it out. When I draft quarterbacks, I check their appendix history just to see, like, this could come up later. This well, you remember Chris Sims and the emergency splenectomy, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> so, God yes. forbid you have Chris Sims as your starting quarterback and all of a sudden <laughs> he's, he's gone. Started. <laughs> no my season is ruined so yes yeah i agree check check your appendix history for our quarterbacks guys yes please good, good advice all right let's move on to the steelers this is actually this is gonna be a, a very different team this year yeah um, maybe similar in style but very different in personnel nine seven and one last year of course that tie was with the lions oh. <laughs> the mighty lions uh the steelers rallied at the end of the season they were total garbage dead in the water to make a run at the end of the season just for big ben yeah couldn't quite pull it off but uh he is retired and his noodle arm is gone (laughs) he's retired (laughs) i'm pretty sure he couldn't throw it more than 15 yards last year and that's okay and that's why i think it's a key departure for like good thing like hooray it's a it's a new it's ushering in a new wave the thing is you may find out it's not a good thing i mean you may find out like ben big ben throwing it 10 yards down the field is better than some moron throwing at 50. You Are you calling I mean? Mitchell Trubisky that moron? Yes. Fair. I don't know. It's kind of like Big Ben basically at, at this point in his life, in his career, had gotten them as far as he could. Like the, you could not jump on his back anymore. You couldn't say, all right, Big Ben, go go win this game for it. Like, yeah. That wasn't happening. So, I mean, you're right. I'm sure there are going to be aspects that even at his age right now, they will miss. But as a whole, it had to be done. Like he, they had yeah. to have something else at quarterback. Something he's physically, else. physically something. incapable of playing anymore, which is sad because I think mentally he was still there, and that's what I mean. Like, could still win games because of his savvy and his command of the offense and reading defenses and all the intangibles. I think were still there. Yeah, but it's just it's tough to play the game, especially nowadays when you just can't throw it like that. You know. Um. So moving on through key departures, obviously you have Juju Smith-Schuster going to Kansas City. But one key departure you did not put on there, Kemp, was the loss of the name Heinz Field. I think that is bigger than you think. That is pretty big. That is pretty big. That was 20-something years as Heinz. The big ketchup bottles, you know. The big ketchup bottles, yep. The the real question is, will they keep Renegade? That's that's what I want to know. If Renegade departs, then I'm really worried. That will be key. If that's, that's pretty key. That will be key indeed. Uh, they ended up drafting. They addressed the quarterback and drafted Kenny Pickett, first quarterback taken in the draft. I think Kenny Pickett is, as much as I hate the bastard for that fake sliding pole in the ACC championship, which should have been illegal <laughs> and is now illegal. It is illegal. Uh, he is a stud quarterback, and I think he is their. I think he's their quarterback of the future. Except he does have Ethan Gelfand hands. A- apparently, <laughs> which no one cares about. Let's. He's, 
these are not horses. We're not, we're, these are human beings. <laughs> all right. We don't care about every single inch of their body and their physical aspects. All right. The guy can throw the ball. I've seen it in person. I've seen it live. Okay. I know he can throw it. So don't worry about it. I've seen it. I love the name drop. Like I've seen it live. You were playing yeah. catch with him in the backyard. I have thrown like the ball with him Ryan. and he's not quite as good as me, but he can throw it pretty well. So is it just like you, Matt Ryan and Kenny Pickett? Cause you're like, Oh, I saw Matt Ryan at target. He came back to my house. We played and we picked up Kenny Pickett. That's like, actually yeah. exactly how it went down. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah. And then Justin Fields, of course, <laughs> I'm not, I don't do anything without Justin Fields. We're inseparable. <laughs> um, and then they also drafted George Pickens. So, I've been listening to a lot of buzz about Pickens and I watched him in college at Georgia. The guy was a really good receiver. Really. This is, this is a great pick for the Steelers. Most analysts that I've listened to think that he's probably not going to have a huge role. And even the Steelers are coming out and saying some stuff like he's not going to have a huge role this year. Right. But they've, they have such a strong history of drafting receivers that number one, if anybody gets hurt, you know, Deontay or Claypool get hurt, he's going to be next man up. But also um, look at him. If you're in dynasty leagues, or definitely start considering him toward the beginning of next year because I think he's going to be the the next three to five year great receiver they have. You know, sure. I think he's I think he's really special. Well, it's interesting you're talking about Deontay. You know, and obviously the news coming out of Pittsburgh is that he does want a new deal, and it, it hasn't happened yet, and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I feel like the wide receiver class this year in the offseason has just been bizarre in, in the the sheer size of the deals they're getting. Yeah. And just how much turmoil there's been. I mean, obviously the whole Debo Samuel drama. Um, I mean, the Tyreek Hill trade, AJ Brown trade because of money. And then when, shoot, what was it? When Debo got his deal or something, uh, AJ Brown was talking about just knocking the Titans saying like, how are you not going to pay me my money? Anyway, it's just <laughs> a bizarre offseason for wide receivers and the deals. Christian Kirk got a big deal. Hollywood Brown <laughs> gets a big deal. I mean, like it, it is interesting. It's been pretty wild. And so I'm, I'm guessing that's part of the reason that Deontay's like, Yo, they're paying Christian hey. Kirk, man. You can pay me. I think you could pay me. He's, he's just like, so underappreciated, though, I think, in general. It, I'm not going to lie. Been. When you drafted him last year, I was like, Deontay Johnson, like, why? And then he's just one of those guys who's just solid throughout. Like, you could count on him for seven, eight receptions, 80, 90 yards, like, every game. Every, every single game. game. Like, one of the it most consistent flashy. players. Yeah. Wasn't flashy at all, but he would get you 15 to 21 points every week. So, I mean, kudos to you. Look at him in like the fifth or sixth round. I mean, how could you possibly do better? You know, right. I mean, I think that's just, unless you get lucky, like truly lucky with a Debo in the eighth or ninth. Yeah. You know, which I did, but like, unless you do that, you can't, you can't like project it out and do better than someone like Deontay, who always falls. He's, he's the least attractive name. It's kind of like a David Montgomery at running back, I think, who is kind of the same boat for me. Like the guy's a stud. No those one wants attractive, those unattractive offensive teams, you know, with Pittsburgh, yeah. Alarm, Roethlisberger, the Bears with an unproven rookie quarterback and a terrible coach. It's just like, I don't want to take these guys, but I know some I of them know. will still pay out. Yep. I hear it. I, I hear it. I just, the guy's good. Yes. Yes. Let's move on. Let's check out them Browns. There's a lot of drama going on in Cleveland these days. Uh, we mentioned on Tuesday that the Deshaun Watson verdict came down for six games. Now I'm hearing there's an appeal. Like the NFL, man. Was the NFL's appealing because they're mad it should have been longer? I don't you know, know. Roger Goodell has to put his thumbprint on every little thing. So well, like, then well, I read something about like he can appoint a new person to try it, or he can try it or something. And I was like, hang on a second. He's just gonna <laughs> grab a gavel. Hear Roger me. Goodell just gonna be like, you know what? That's thank you so much for that verdict. We're actually gonna do 12 games. I've decided. <laughs> like what? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, and now with this appeal, it probably is gonna be something much longer but what does that say and, and i forget the woman's name who you know did listen Robinson. to this yeah yeah uh you know this was the this was her first decision this was her first kind of investigation and so what does that say now with the nfl saying no yeah no thanks we're coming in we don't like what you did <laughs> like i think that's garbage man i really do because this was like a totally independent person right and truthfully like I, I'm not going to get into any of the specifics of it, but right. it was the fact that it was a woman judge. I also think was important. I think that was a really great move. And so for her to come out and say that, and then for them to not be happy with it, I'm just like, y'all just shut up. All right. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, it's a mess. I mean, Jimmy G watch in full effect right now, coming to Cleveland. Cause if it's longer than six games, you can't wait. Like let's say it's eight to 10. Yeah. You can't wait for them. If you're trying to get to the playoffs, 
It depends he on what they have... think about Brissett, honestly, and what, what they think he can do. And he can manage a game. He's can a he go holder, four and right? four in eight games? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, shoot, when don't put up another little subtitle at the bottom, more Patriots. Here we but go. When... Castle. When... Here it is. <laughs> Castle. No, but when Brady was missing the first four games with the plate gate, so Jimmy G started the first two. Then Brissett came in. He won a game, but then he lost the fourth game. So they were three and one between Garoppolo and Brissett. Tell us so, more about Patriots and when this happened to them. I mean, how much time we got? Uh, I can just keep going. You want to talk? He will about weave it, it in, no matter what. It will be weaved in. Oh, I will. I will. start a counter. We can start a if counter in the corner Titans of this slide. History only. If only. I'd, be, I'd get the old Oilers, man. Houston Oilers. I love yeah. some Warren Moon. I did Earl Campbell, Warren. Warren Moon, Steve McNair, Eddie George. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, back to the old brownies. Uh, key departures. Baker's gone. Jarvis, your boy, your new boy, Austin Hooper. That's right. I mean. It's going to look a little different in the receiving core. They drafted David Bell, who I really uh, like. We forgot key addition in Amari Cooper. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> that, just, that just happened so long ago, though. It's like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's a that's a pretty key addition. Let's talk about Amari real quick. Like, so is he a disappointment in Dallas? Yes or no? Yes. As a whole, or just last year? I'd say mostly last year, but I think honestly, it's like given the size of the contract and what they gave up to get him. Yes. Now, I think he was. I think he was a good player. And he was clutch for him. I mean, he made yeah. he made big catches when they needed them, but he wasn't like elite dominant number one, you know. Sure. And so I yeah. I think his I think his reputation has changed a little bit as far as like what to expect from him. Sure. You know, I think he's a he's a nice wide receiver too in fantasy, um, but he's not he's not a guy you can anchor your lineup around. I don't think, and especially and was- in an unknown situation in Cleveland. And just so up and down, too, because he could have those games where it's like nine receptions, 100 yards, a touchdown, and they might have three for 30. So, yeah, I don't know. Especially, I mean, he's going to drop now with Deshaun, obviously missing the first six. Uh, anyway, Mari Cooper on the Browns. Very key. Their offense is going to be, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about Nick Chubb in this situation? So I think I think you have to lean more on Nick Chubb, honestly. Which maybe maybe the defense thing. is key on it a little bit more, but no, I think I think you lean, lean on him more, and more work for Nick Chubb is a good thing typically. Yeah, true. The guy's a the guy's a freak. So yeah, if he's if he's running, giddy up. Okay, Kareem Hunt is he coming back? It maybe just put him at wide receiver. So he's unhappy with his contract deal is the only yeah. other thing too. But yeah, I I man, I got him in like a ninth round of a best ball draft, and I was like, why is this guy still? I mean, this is twelve team league where people are taking running backs like crazy. I'm like, why is Kareem Hunt still here? I will definitely take that. It's like when I got Austin Eckler in the fifth last year. (laughs) That was, that that was ridiculous. That was just ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, I've never heard of anything like that last year. That was, that was insane. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, people don't care about our fantasy teams. Let's move on. The Baltimore Ravens. So there's, there's not a ton of change here other than Marquise Brown is gone. And they, they made that kind of blockbuster trade during the draft, picked up like the 23rd, 24th draft pick, uh, sent him to Arizona who really needs him now with uh, DeAndre Hopkins being out for six weeks. Yeah. So um, it's going to be the Rashad Bateman show, which I'm actually personally stoked about. I think Bateman is a stud. I think he's going to have a big, big year and he's flying under the radar as well. And of course, uh, Mark Andrews is, potentially tied in one this year. I mean, he was such a freak last year. He was so good. Uh, he should be a stud. The running backs are what we're paying attention to here because Baltimore right. is a run first offense. And it looks like J.K. Dobbins is going to be ready to go beginning of the season. Everything he's saying is I'm ready to rock. Uh, tough injuries to come back from. Gus Edwards, maybe not ready at the beginning. Tough to say. Um, his, I believe, was Achilles, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's a tough one to come back from yeah, at that's any what point. We were talking but, about last podcast that the Achilles man that's a year that's a year yeah. yeah so I don't know if you will get Gus Edwards but they draft this dude Tyler Beatty I guess you call him I like um, baddie better baddie he's he's actually pretty nasty he he's a baddie um he was at <laughs> Mizzou and he was like all SEC I want to say second team maybe they had Isaiah Spiller obviously was like the big right. man of the SEC but 
Um, the guy was super productive. He had he had a couple of games where he was carrying the ball like 35, 40 times last year. Um, he was one of their leading receivers as well. Hmm. Maybe the maybe the leading receiver as far as receptions go. So he can catch the ball too. I would definitely I think he's already catching a bunch of buzz, right? And I think he's having a good camp and all that. But given the uncertainty of the backfield and given the fact that we know they will go out and put Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell on the field, <laughs> like you want depth in Baltimore. <laughs> Now they did sign Mike Davis, which is totally in line with why is he not a key addition? (laughs) He's not freaking key. That's why he's key. Uh, Uh, I do think we see him later. We see him later in these slides, so he's a key addition. That's true. I I did make a key departure. (laughs) Can we talk about Le'Veon Bell real quick? Isn't didn't he say he's not coming back to the NFL this year because he's going to boxing? Like he's focusing full time on yes, yes. He's that was your running up. back last year, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he fighting? He's got a fight lined up with some with another former running back. I'm was trying it? to remember who it was. Oh shoot! He's got somebody else. He's trying Frank to go Gore. after. Wasn't it Frank, Frank Gore? Gore? That's right, Frank Gore. <laughs> oh my gosh! I am so rooting for Frank Gore. I'm rooting hard for Frank Gore. I love old man Frank Gore. Oh, old man Frank, fantasy Frank. legend. Okay, real quick sidebar. So I was you know, scrolling through the Instagram and they had like all time running back, like a bracket and they had Frank Gore versus, Oh shoot. Who was it? Oh man. That's going to bum me out. Curtis Martin. <laughs> no, but Curtis Martin was on there. Uh, but anyway, it was like Frank Gore. Oh, it was versus um, LT. Oh and, God. Um, Are you serious? Frank Gore won that matchup against Ladanian Tomlinson. Yes. <laughs> In what world? I don't know. In I guess in the years five played? people who voted on this bracket. <laughs> in years played? <laughs> I just thought that was ludicrous. I mean, don't get me wrong. Frank Gore was a beast for a time. And like in San Fran, he had a great like probably eight, nine year run where he was a stud. But LT, man, he was something else. He was he never was as good as any of LT's best years. Like no. not even close. Frank no. Gore was like a rock solid for several years. Yes. But never I like thought- a, never like a total beast. I just thought that was ludicrous. But then LT is one of the greatest. Was yeah. Was that Jim Brown was one of the top four seeds, but was in the same bracket as a Walter Payton. I was like, that's not cool. And come you have on, Eric man. Dickerson as a one seed, but is not like, come on, come on. So this bracket was whack. Come on, come on. Come on. Uh, man, we, we could do a whole episode on all time greats for each position. And maybe we will. Maybe we should. Maybe we maybe. should. Okay, so that's going to do it for the AFC North. But Kemper, I think we're going to take a little break from doing some division previews. Okay. So, as okay. our devoted listeners know, you know we have trivia, we do blind resumes, blind resumes, blind uh, resumes. <laughs> so I'm coming up with a new segment for you this season. Okay. So just go, we're going to add it into the rotation. We're, don't go. Don't worry. We're not getting rid of blind resumes. We're not getting rid of trivia. But I want to introduce a new one, and we're calling this segment on campus. Okay. okay. So yep. here's how this one's going to work. I'm going to give you a lineup of one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. But I am only going to give you the place where they went to college. So where okay. they went to when they were on campus. Uh, okay. So here's the kicker. I'm going to I'm going to leave the quarterback out for now. Okay. Just because I feel it's like a that's a little more of a giveaway. Yeah. So I'll give you the running backs, wide receivers, and tight end. Give you their colleges. See if you can get it. And then if not, if you're struggling and you need help. I'll throw in the quarterback. Is that fair? Okay. No, I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go. So, how do you do? You want me to do like a slow release or just throw them all out there? I would say start with a tight end and see if I can just get it. Like, what if I what if I can get it from just like one or two positions? Although the tight end is going to be Iowa, no matter what, because there's like <laughs> seven Iowa tight ends Everyone's in the NFL. All right. Um, now, nah, yeah, maybe maybe start. It's sort of like not... ease your way into it. Okay. Wide receiver. Okay. Ole Miss. Okay, a couple of those. Running back, Penn State. Okay. Running back, Memphis. Wide receiver, Alabama. Tight end, South Dakota State. Yeah, we're talking about the Eagles there. Quarterback, Oklahoma. Alabama. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Alabama. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was wondering. Throw you off. Yes, you are correct. That is the starting lineup for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's AJ Brown and Ole Miss. That's Devontae yep. Smith coming out of Bama. You yep. got 
Miles Sanders, Penn State. That threw me off for a second because I forgot he went there because right. he's he's kind of in the middle of nothing. <laughs> Memphis is that? Um, I'm trying to think if that's it's not Boston Ooh. Scott. It's got to be nope. Kenneth Gainwell or Kenneth Gainwell. Memphis. Yeah. yeah. And then, so then I was going to ask you about the quarterback things. I was thinking of Russell Wilson. I was like, do you go Wisconsin? Do you go NC State? Do you go? I would have gone Wisconsin. Okay, so you're doing the same. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, he ended at Wisconsin. Yeah, how he ended. Okay, like Joe Burrow, Ohio State. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, where they actually played, you know, where they did play. Uh, So I did. It's funny you said lead off with the tight end. I was like, South Dakota State. Crap, that's kind of like a. A telltale that I could have been a giveaway, although I had no, I had no idea he went there. Oh, you didn't know that? Damn, no, I should have let off with tight yep. end. So, did the you receivers, get it right on? You know, so, the receivers gave it away because if you'd have done Ole both Miss. receivers, I would have given it. I thought Ole Miss, I was going to say you've got AJ and you've got Elijah Moore. Those are your two big and DK. DK. Oh, that's true. That's true. But then when you said Alabama for the second receiver, I was like, okay, now we're think. now we've really narrowed it down. Okay, so so you didn't know it, obviously, you couldn't have just said right after after Ole Miss. And so the Penn state threw you. It did. Like if you gave me a second, you know, like if we're, we're trying to do this quickly, right. We want right. people to, people don't want to sit here and listen to me think for five minutes, but it's <laughs> just dead silence. Penn state running back should give it away too. Cause there's really only a couple of those in the league that you know of, you know, you got Saquon and, and Miles Sanders for whatever reason, I forgot Miles Sanders for a second that he went there. Okay. So were you thinking, is this Saquon? This is not the giants. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I started thinking of the giants. I was like, they don't have an Ole Miss receiver. <laughs> and they don't have an Alabama receiver either. And I don't know where – actually don't know where Kenny Galladay went. But um, uh, he went I know Kadarius Tony was Florida. He went where? Galladay was Nevada. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> Nevada. Wolfpack. All right. Well, well done, man. Like you Romeo Dobbs. Survived. You have graduated from this round of on campus. Boom. Look at me. Crushed it. I'm the big man on campus. BMC. Ooh, I should have said that. That's a way better play. That would be pretty well, sweet. All okay. Right. Let's jump uh, back in. We're going to hit up the NFC South this time. Jump in, back in. Boom! Boom. NFC South. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Here goes Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. You're saying it, not me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you are Why don't me. you take the Bucks? All right. Let's take the Bucks. So, obviously, 13-4, first in the South. Uh, disappointing end in the playoffs to those champion Rams. Uh, this is... I mean, they have some big name departures. Uh, so obviously Gronk retired again. Uh, question mark. I think he's done. I think it sounds more definitive right now. It does but sound more I, definitive. I, uh, I just won't believe it until it's like I, I really honestly, I see him coming back in like week twelve. <laughs> he's not going to go through training camp. And he's not going to practice all season. But if they if they lose Cameron Brait or whoever the rookie tight end they got is like their tight ends suck anyway. If they're like making a serious run, they're like, okay. Gronk's like, all right, I'll come back just for the playoffs. Uh, although we did talk about last episode, the key addition, and I know you kind of mocked it, but Kyle Rudolph is a good pickup for a tight end. It's solid. He's just the, a, the problem is, a, is like 32 or 33. He is. So I would agree I with you well, I guess Gronk uh, in name, too. but I don't know. Anyway, I think, granted, you can't replace what Gronk does and obviously also lose an OJ Howard. So that's... I mean, two big tight end hit. OJ wasn't really getting that much run in Tampa anyway, but just because he was, shoot, third behind Bra- He was behind Brait, wouldn't you say? He was behind Brait. Yeah. So, I mean, but with Gronk leaving, OJ Howard probably would have gotten more run. So they replaced, I would say you replaced OJ Howard with Kyle Rudolph. So, yeah, that's great. And Rudolph, it's not bad. It's not the worst tight end situation. I think your Titans, tight ends last year were worse. Last year, yes. You yeah. would have killed for a Jeff break Swaim. I would have killed for Kyle Rudolph over Jeff Swaim or Ferkster. 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 Whatever. Uh, Antonio Brown retired again, or just no one wants him anymore. <laughs> Greatest then, move ever. The weird, I mean, news with that Bruce Arians step down. Uh, he's still obviously a prominent role in the organization, but just kind of weird. I mean, that's when Brady retired and came back, and mm-hmm. it was weird. Uh, don't know if we've Got the true full story there. Uh, so Don Bowles is obviously the head coach, but yeah, key additions. I mean, Todd Bowles. Did you call him Todd Bowles? What did I say? Todd Bowles. Poor guy. <laughs> Todd Bowles. I did say Bowles. I think you said they were trying to say Todd Bowles now head coach, and you said Todd Bowles head coach. Yes, I kind of combined it. That's how I go, and I just kind of. This is yeah. Ruth. 
Uh, my bad, Todd Bowles. <laughs> not not bowel movements. Let's not go not there. Uh, so yeah, then they add Russell Gage and Julio Jones, just more weapons to kind of give Tommy his last hurrah. Just turned forty five yesterday. Fun fact. Happy belated, Tommy Happy B. Birthday, Tom. Now I know you're listening. Yes. So what do you think of of Russell and Julio? I like Russell a lot. Uh, Julio is a is a wild card to me. Okay. I mean, he was like decent when he was here. I said he was garbage, but like he was decent. But he's injured all the time. It's it's he's on the wrong side of thirty. He's obviously a freak athlete and and always has been. So if someone's going to pull out the best in him, it's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, it's a new system a little bit. I mean, I guess they're keeping left, which is the OC. So like maybe the same offense for the most part, but new head coaching Arians was known to air it out. And that was one yes. thing that you loved about him being the head coach. I don't know that you're going to see Brady with record setting passing yards again, but maybe um, I think Todd Bowles is more, more likely to balance it out. But I think the Russell Gage signing was really good. It's I think pronounced bowels. It's pronounced bowels. I think Russell, <laughs> Russell gouge, I think is a really good signing for them. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I like that one. And that, that again, you're not going to replace Antonio Brown either. Right. As much of a head case as he was, he's a he's a freak, man. He was such a good receiver. And he and Brady had a connection, obviously. But I do think Russell Gage does a lot, some of the same stuff over the middle, at least, and um, can be a chain mover and he'll be consistent. And also, too, it's big because we don't know when Chris Godwin's going to come back. I mean, obviously, he's always ACL late in the season, which is hard. Uh, you'd hope he's going to be back relatively soon once the season gets going but you don't know so having these two guys here is kind of a placeholder for him is also big but gage yep. as you mentioned is going to be more than a placeholder he'll have he'll have a pretty prominent part in the offense yeah i agree i agree i think they'll be just fine yeah. uh, once again especially in this division yes no kidding speaking of who's next who's next the Sean Paytonless saints that is the key departure i mean i guess they really didn't lose anybody else did they Trevor Simeon, he's gone. He's at, uh, I think he's in the Bears now. Of course he is. Might be backing up my boy Fields. Um, he had to go but back to as you'll see in the key edition, they did pick up Andy Dalton. Andy Andrew Dalton. Dalton is now a Saint. Hello. Oh, watch out. Andy they have Dalton not yet. The they have not yet re-signed Blake Bortles. So that's that's uh, keep that on high alert. Wait, was he on the Saints last year? Uh, apparently, I saw him as one of their free agents. That was I just resignable. He's just on the NFL practice squad. Like he's, he's not doing a just, certain team. <laughs> just he's, he's a uh, all-time quarterback. <laughs> he's all-time quarterback. Like, I got all-time quarterback. Any practice me? squad, I'm there. That's who who needs me? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> so uh, the big news is Michael Thomas, right? Is what's he going to look like? It's been a couple years now. We geez. haven't seen him on the field. He's excited to be back. He's talking a big game. He was obviously mega elite when he was full strength. What are we going to see this year? He was with Drew Brees. Um, What are we going to see between him and Jameis Winston, do you think? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, Michael Thomas did have two years to get right. So you'd think you're still going to have to, you know, brush off some of that rust and just get back in NFL shape and NFL speed and stuff like that. Honestly, Jameis is probably a good fit for him because he did like to air it out. I mean, you talked about Bruce Arians in Tampa. That's when uh, that's when Jameis had his best years. You yep. could air it out. You know, honestly, don't give me crap. That's the one knock against Tom is that he can't air it out as well. Like down, like the long balls are not a specialty. But that was Jameis, man. Like he could huck that thing and he could get it down there. So that could be huge for Michael Thomas. That could be huge for that offense. I mean, they made some great offensive additions. Jarvis Landry is a solid pickup. Just yep. like can fill a lot of gaps, just be a threat. If you have Thomas and Landry, I mean, do you think that's better than Odell and Landry? It depends on what Michael Thomas you get back, but but potentially okay, but what Odell was it in Cleveland? Like it's the same oh, kind yeah. of idea. Well, true, yeah. So I, in that regard, I think you might it might be similar, but it could be better for sure. Right, and then you go ahead and draft Chris Olave. Like that, those are. Three. I like Olave a lot, man. I think he's yeah. he's a stud. He's a stud. Two Ohio State guys right cover. there, man. That's yep. I mean, that Wide could be for you right there. Yep. I got Kamara if he's not going to be in legal problems. But as we said, it might not be for this season anyway. Yep. So that offense, once again, could be a scary one to watch. Kamara is the running back room is pretty thin, I think. So and they've got this they have Mark Ingram trotting out there as well, who's 45 at this point in his wheelchair. He's he is currently, I think, Kamara's backup. So, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do there. If, if something happens to Camaro, they're going to have to sign someone else probably. But um, so he's, he's, he's a big question mark, but yeah, I like the receiving room. And like you said, Jarvis Landry, I think he is so consistent 
Yep. And he's such a pro and he brings a great locker room presence and a great maturity to the to wide receiver room. I think that he mean, elevates people around him. Jarvis I mean, Landry I think, maturity? Is that true? I, well, I honestly have no idea. I just don't picture that. Well, he does that bless him and he does I mean that's like he's goofy a little bit, but I think he's a really I think he's a rock solid like um helping younger receivers. Like I, I've I've heard that about him. I think he's a good uh, I think he's a good teammate. Oh, I apologize. I didn't realize he was in your backyard throwing with Matt Ryan. Uh, he was. And, yeah, dude, I got I got all kinds of connections, man. I, you're just tossing the pigskin around with everybody. So Act like you don't know. I am acting like I don't. Know. I didn't know Jarvis was there. <laughs> yeah, Jarvis was there. All right, okay. fair. He and Matt Ryan are best friends, and you didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> all right, so uh, Saints are going to look similar to last year, but hopefully Jameis will stay healthy and make them more competitive and uh, we'll see. I think mean, Taysom Hill is officially a tight end. So that's, that's good news for everybody. That just Get that out of your mind for now, at least <laughs> just stop. Uh, just stop. I mean, once they got Andy Dalton, they're like, Taysom, we're good. We don't <laughs> need good. Taysom anymore. We got the red rifle. <laughs> All right, let's move on to your rise Falcons. up Falcons. Yes. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're done <laughs> coming back. Talk about a different team. I mean, First of all, I, you didn't put this on the slide, but I, I love in our show notes you put seven and ten. How? Like how? Yeah. How, how was? How did they win? How seven on games? earth was this team seven and ten? They hey, were. That's why in last year's pick 'em, I did pretty well when I would pick the Falcons. They got. I think I picked all seven of their wins. I think I. Did. I'm certain you did because you picked them almost every week. <laughs> uh, but this is going to be a team that just looks so much different, which is yeah. odd for such a mediocre team to just completely flip the script. And it's not like they went and got big names. No, like, they, just they changed their style though. And, and okay. I think they, I think you're like, Hey, we know Matt Ryan's only got a couple more years left. And so we've got to change the outlook of this team. And we also need, we also need to modernize, right? Because that like statue quarterback is kind of going away for the most yeah, part. So here they go out and get Marcus Mariota, who I have a lot of respect for from his time here in Tennessee. And they draft Desmond Ritter, who I also think could be legit. And he has a similar style to Mariota. So now you're talking, okay, these guys can run. They're at least mobile and yeah. they've got big arms. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm interested to see it. I mean, just because, you know, last year it was just kind of brutal to watch because they, yeah, they won seven times, but it's not like they were great wins. And like even their losses, it was just gross. Like, ugh. so yeah, a change needed to happen. You know, you said that they're switching, you know, identities now. It's like, is Marcus Mariota your guy? Like, is that going to, is this your future? Not long term, not long term, right. but I think he's the right guy to mentor a guy like Desmond Ritter. For now. If, if Ritter is your guy long term, which I don't know, they won't know that until later in this season. But he's a perfect guy to mentor a guy like Ritter and for him to model sure. his game after. So, I mean, they're going to be super young. I mean, Pitts obviously coming off a great rookie season, going over a thousand yards as a rookie tight end is great. Uh, it, people are saying Drake London could be the, the wide receiver of the draft, even with the Ohio State guys. So, I mean, they're getting young in offense, which is good. Obviously, they, they saved a few years by going on Mariota instead of old man Ryan. So, I don't know. Let's just say, even though they finished with seven wins, can they get worse? Do you think they'll be worse? Um, they could get worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could. Because <laughs> here's the thing like, while I think that, while I think that Mariota and Ritter offer a more dynamic offensive capability, yeah. Matt Ryan is a really good quarterback, just as a, just like a general statement. Okay. He's not, he was not a good fantasy quarterback last year. And you know that's true, but he is a good NFL quarterback and he can guide a team to wins. And I think that's right. honestly, you want to say how they won seven games? I just think Matt Ryan. I mean, I just think. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a matchup nightmare. He's a freak. So, no doubt that was great. And Cordero Patterson had himself a really unique, really cool year. Really but, unique But year. Matt Ryan, I think, was just like the guiding, steadying force of the team. Yeah. And he's just surrounded by, you know, Russell Gage was fine. Like, he's surrounded by these pretty average players everywhere else. And just kind of made it happen. So, I, I do think they can get worse. I think they can go like 5 and 12 or something. <laughs> oh, they can get worse. <laughs> for sure, because they shouldn't have been yeah. 7 and 10 anyway. Right. So, you know, personnel wise, they could go five and 12 or something like that. But I do think they're they're at least trying to figure out how to how to change gears and, and build for the future. I swear to God, if you were about to say they're, I think they're going to try and figure out how to win. They're still figuring that out. It's like, oh, uh, no, no, they're not speak. We're uh, not there yet. We're not there but yet. they can get worse because key departure, Mike Davis. So you said he wasn't a key addition, but he is. A key <laughs> well, yeah. 
What does that say? That says that to this team, that was a key departure. <laughs> and to the Ravens, it means next to nothing. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Sorry, Mike Davis. Sorry, Mike Get Davis. You're much better at football than I am. And I <laughs> definitely don't want to fight you. You're an absolute monster of a man. You're not invited. You're not invited to the backyard toss, though. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't think he can even close his hands with how big his biceps are. I don't even know if he can even catch a ball. I have but, that problem. A lot. Yeah. I, I see that with that blazer you've got on. Smoking jacket. Uh, yeah, Calvin Ridley's out this year. That's going to hurt him. And we'll last see if year. He... I know. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll year. see if he comes back. I mean, he played some last year. Played we'll see if he two games, three games. Uh, he played like he played like four to six, I think. That boy. I ended up trading for him in one league. I, I got him, you and I was like, "This away. is great." Uh, yeah, I think he played like five or six games. Anyway, um, so it'll be a different team. We'll see how they do. Fair. It's a lot of time to spend on the Falcons. It was too much time on the Falcons. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Speaking of time well spent. Here's a winner. (laughs) How about those Panthers? Okay. They bring in the bake show. That was kind of exciting. Quarterback battle. Controversy. It's funny when you say exciting because it's just kind of like, well, again, I played you this uh, John Mulaney thing. It's like, well, this might as well happen. So it's like Baker Mayfield going to the Carolina Panthers. Well, here we go. Um, it was exciting at first when the whole Baker Mayfield, where's he going to go? Then no one wanted him. No one wanted Like he couldn't find a home. So like a, to- his new teammates didn't want him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so. I do think Johnny Hecker, great addition. One of the great. biggest leg punters he, in the league. Guy can boot it. I mean, he can. I mean, honestly, I, the, damn it. I, I now see myself. The Patriots just signed their punter to a four-year extension. <laughs> Boom. Here Dick we go. Bailey, man. So, hey, Johnny Hecker, difference maker. Difference maker. That's right. And uh, key departure, Sam Darnold. Oh, wait. No. Nope. Wait, no. Darnold's still there? Maybe the what? ghost is left? Maybe? I doubt it. I doubt uh, they're it. there. Um, they're never going. Would a key addition be a healthy... Uh, What's his face? Christian? What's his face? What's his name? Hold that guy. 1.1, 1.2. It's been so long since he's played. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, this is a fantasy show. So I'd say, how are you feeling about him this year? You know, you got to be tentative, right? I mean, honestly, if I have a top three pick, I don't know if I can draft him. I, again, if I draft him, he's going to get hurt. That's the thing. Are you taking him with a top three pick? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't had that situation yet. So I, I, don't, I haven't had to make the, make the decision. And I know I have a draft order set already for one of my leagues and I'm like 11th or something. So you don't have to worry about it. I don't want, honestly, I, yeah, honestly, I don't want to have to worry about it to be fair. You I don't want to have, 11. I don't want a top three. Of course I take him at 11. <laughs> I don't want him. At, I don't want to have a top three and have to be like, shoot, do I take McCaffrey or do I, or do I take, you know, Derek Henry or do I go Cooper yeah, cup or, you know, like Cooper cup top three pick some drafts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I take Jonathan Taylor over all of them personally. He's younger, he's healthy, great offensive line, a better quarterback. Yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor should be one dot one this year. So, what but you're I think saying I is... think Eckler comes in the conversation too. I mean, I don't know. I don't. No, he's a fifth rounder. Uh, but what we're saying is, if you have the number, one, we're having it on record. You have the number one pick. You are selecting Jonathan Taylor. Correct. Okay, it's on record, folks. Yeah, just remember that. Until I see otherwise. Okay. So, all right, so going back to McCaffrey, top three, yay or nay. You have the third pick. Jonathan Taylor goes one. Cooper Cup goes two. Who taking a three? I think I'd probably take McCaffrey at three there. Um, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all the, all the analysts and everybody are like, yes, he's top two pick this year. But, I man, it's going to be t- – I had him two years ago when he had his first wave of injuries and then – um dealt with him last year in one of my teams as well where i was just like this is killing me and yeah. you're you're not getting any younger you know i do think he's special obviously and he's he's a game changer when he plays and he's he's literally 20 points plus every single game because of his receiving yeah. and isn't it wild that he was the first one to usher in this era of opting out of playing in the bowls because he didn't want to get hurt and now he's the one getting hurt yep that's karma wow. that's called karma I yeah I hate that by the way but I get it I also get it maybe now that they're paying, paying players they'll they'll play bowl games but so I don't know I don't know I I guess I honestly I think I'm kind of talking myself into it like fantasy is a weekly game you have to win games weekly 
and you're going to have to make adjustments in your lineup throughout the season anyway. And so while there isn't like a, like Chuba Hubbard doesn't totally excite me, I would handcuff him with Chuba Hubbard. And then I would, I would make sure I had a little extra padding in the running back room on my team, you know, with some guys that I could play if needed those third down guys like JD McKissick types. They're like, like Mike hey, Davis. If, if I got to get by, not Mike Davis. If I, he was, coincidentally, <laughs> that was a, that was one of his handcuffs a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> if I had to get by for a week or two or three with like a, you know, a, a pass catching running back, I would, I would try and insulate it with that. Okay. That's fair. It'll be, I would I probably, probably want to make sure though, my second running back was like, I'm not going to say less injury prone, but like had less of a history of that, you know? Yeah. And someone that I could probably feel more confident counting on. Fair. Uh, or like AJ Dillon, who I'm pretty certain can't be injured ever. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be interesting because in the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing a ton of mock drafts as we kind of prepare for our draft episode. And it'll be interesting to see where they fall. Uh, it's I'm really intrigued to kind of see the trends with Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, uh, just to see where they go. As you mentioned, Cooper Cup, I didn't even think of him as a potential top three pick, but shoot, he he is. Uh, but I didn't really think of it at first, so. Yeah, I'm excited for the, the mock drafts. We're going to be doing a ton of them. And obviously, we'll be giving everybody kind of our player rankings as we come into the season. Matt Ryan, number two overall. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. Number two in your playbooks. Number one in your hearts. Right? <laughs> Is it two in the program? Two in the program. Program. Why did I say playbooks? I don't know. I mean, they don't, I guess they don't make those is. anymore. You just play Madden. You don't even make you just play Madden. Just ask Kyler. Although he is two in the playbook. Like you'll see number two. That's true. Anyway. Yes. I was right. All right. So that does it for the AFC North and the NFC South. A little different than uh, last episode. A little different. A little, uh, a little more competition. So Yeah, a little more. Still similarly crappy in some cases. <laughs> I mean, though. top heavy. Top heavy. Top heavy, yeah. Top heavy I mean, is better. It's a, it's a friendlier word to use. Yes. As we like to say in the Big Ten country, it's top heavy. It's top heavy. Top heavy. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Right. So. Uh, all right, man. So next coming up, we got two more divisions. And... Uh, do you like on campus? Is that going to stick around? Do you like the on campus segment? I think so. Unfortunately, we can only do it so many times and it may become easier. We might have to make some tweaks to figure out maybe get bonus points. If you go just, just tight end, you get bonus points. If you get it, like it's almost like a name that tune. Maybe, maybe we bet on it. Like I can do it in three. I can do it in two kind of thing, but uh, yeah, I love it. I thought that was great. I'll start off with some left tackles next time. uh, (laughs) Again, I can get get a few of those. Those are all all like top five picks, right? Yeah, true. Some are household names. But, yeah. Okay. So I did like on campus crap. You're going to get me next time. So you got to do some studying. That's now, right. if it's like a mascot challenge, I have anyone beat. I got every mascot. It's ridiculous. But anyway. I think I'll be good at on campus. I, I follow these guys in college pretty closely. And, and I watch a lot of college football. So like I'll have a pretty good run on that. But unless we mix it up. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll Let's be good. It'll be a fun little addition. So in addition to blind resumes and some trivia on campus coming up but as we said we got a couple more uh, division previews coming up in the next few episodes we got a lot coming down then we'll do our mock drafts our perfect lineups we've got a lot to cram in here again month here football month starting now until february got a lot of great content but and as always just remember keep on folding fold it ready Ready to rock. Hang on. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Literally ready to rock.